to down to down to. Yeah, missed and peeved. Missed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be missed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. It's a real word. It's a real word. It's a real word. I don't use it. Not in your vocab? Down to down. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? What's up? So the the NBA season's kind of started. It's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. We have real games that we'll be able to discuss. Will it be next week? Yeah, Yeah, when do those start, Andrew? So... I think September, October 3rd. Oh, we'll, we'll have a pre-game discussion uh, next Wednesday. Oh, that's so, exciting. Yeah. Who are they playing? Oh, I think um, nah, another NBA team. I can't remember, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I Preseason just could not mean less to me. Just Okay. Not. Oh, the Pistons. Reggie. Oh, well, Reggie's actually not playing. But right. <laughs> Blake Griffin. We got Oklahoma yeah. rivalry. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was the Pistons. I just didn't want to say and be totally wrong. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of a thing. I think we'll get to see which wings they prefer, maybe, throughout this process. Uh, Abdul, which I found out his name is pronounced Abdul. Oh, really? On Monday. Yes. Not spelled Abdul, but pronounced Abdul. I heard the name Abdul Nader way more than I thought it would on Monday from everybody. Because... And it happened with Billy and with Russell. People were like, well, how do, what are your thoughts on integrating Dennis Schroeder into the team? Which is a, it's a reasonable question. And they're like, well, we got a lot more guys to integrate, like Nerlens Noel uh, and Nader and all these guys. And it's like, it's, it was weird because obviously the biggest piece to come into this team is Dennis Schroeder. But they mentioned Nader a lot. I don't know if that yeah. means that he'll play. It probably means nothing, but I heard his name a lot more than I thought it would on Monday. I feel like the whole story of him coming to the Thunder, though, has been us saying, oh, it probably means nothing. Like, right. And then he, he keeps getting pushed further and further along. He's going to be starting for the team. We'll be like, eh, it probably means nothing. They're probably just trying something out. He's He's got a great personality, probably more so than almost anybody on the bench. Like he's, Well, that's good to know. He's a pretty good pretty good interview so we need we need more good interviews because i feel like it's steven adams and then there's a drop off oh man it really is i mean now ennis was great when he was here uh like andre's okay uh paul george is okay uh russell like sometimes you can get good things from russell but it's usually just him being really mean to somebody um yeah you're right like steve Steve is easily the funniest guy on the team and has the most personality. We have we've lost a lot of personality on this we, team. We have no one's factoring that in to our win loss total. I have not really even thought about that because honestly, we'll get into talking about media day. It's kind of a boring media day. Yeah, I mean, what are the takeaways? Like 
like I, I was there. And so I was really more honed in on doing the things that I needed to do more so than like what the players were saying. But what, what were your takeaways from it? Um, you know, both with Presty and then at media day talking about Schroeder's defense, you know, both of them bringing that up. I think yeah. that's, that was notable just because I think that'll be the difference in him being able to both close games. And it's also going to be important as Robertson works back to full health. Yeah. If he really could be a decent defender, cause he's certainly not, hasn't been known as a good defender these past couple of years. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I thought it was interesting that uh, PG, he specifically said, I think the consistency part you'll see with us now being able to play well against the sub 500 teams. That's like such a specific thing that <laughs> bothered us as fans all of last year. Yeah. And so the fact that they know about it to the point where PG just brings it up on his own. I thought that was a good sign. <laughs> yeah. I asked Paul about Mello's exit, too. And he was like, yeah, it just didn't work. Right. <laughs> it, wasn't, yeah. it, it just wasn't going to work. And so he's gone, basically, which was, I, th- I thought was an interesting answer from him. Um, I mean, you had a few injury updates. Uh, obviously, I, I love Nerlens. I think Nerlens is going to be great. He, was he seemed very well. He seems very. Yeah, he seems like very excited and bought in. Yeah. Talking about how like this is the type of team he envisioned himself being with. So, I mean, there's, there was nothing really bad. No. So it's, I mean, it's probably good that the Thunder didn't have a noteworthy media day. You know, last season it was noteworthy and we were like kind of nervously laughing at Mello's like <laughs> coming off the <laughs> yeah, we were. jokes and little did we know little. Yeah. And so this, this year, I think they're all about business and really the only thing that really should have been addressed that could have gotten us uh, more of a moment was, I, I think that the reporters really dropped the ball and asking Russell about his knee. Um, cause I'm sitting there trying to get the live stream going and all this stuff. And I had assumed like some, I'm sure that one of the, cause I wasn't really listening. Like one of the first questions had to have been about his knee. And so I didn't want to like raise my hand and like ask a question that had already been asked. And then we got to the end of it and I was like, Hey, what did Russell say about his knee? And it was one of the last questions. And he just, and Russell just asked the guy what he read. Right. And he yeah. asked him. And so it really should have been, why did you have the surgery now? Like, and nobody asked him. And so that I think the media really dropped the ball on that one for sure, because that should have, I mean, that should be one of the biggest questions being answered on Monday, but yeah, for sure. Do you think it's, I mean, I wonder if he would have just brushed it off the way he did with the one question that was asked. He may have, but I, I still think it should have been asked. Yeah. Cause he, I don't, yeah. I mean, you're probably not getting a good answer from Russell, but sometimes if you're going to get a great answer from him on anything like that, it's usually on media day uh, because he's a little more chipper, but you know, it will never know. <laughs> he, he may come back and play in the first game. He may uh, guys like Antonio Daniels um, think that he won't play in the first game, but by the time we get to the first game, it'd be like five and a half weeks. Right. So I, I still think there's a good shot at it. I wouldn't be shocked to see him play in the first game and they don't need to rush him back, but there's also no need to hold him back if he's ready to play. So 
I think that will be interesting to see. Uh, I thought Patrick Patterson, not really anything he said, but how ripped he looked was really interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. He, and so he told Brett Dawson this, like in the hallway, that he weighs the exact same that he did coming into training camp last year. Only he swapped out fat for muscle. Like he's, he's completely, I mean, yeah. Can you believe that an NBA player gained muscle <laughs> over the summer? Uh, he, um, but he's completely changed his diet. He said there, he, no yeast is one of his. No uh, yeast. No yeast. Yeah. Okay. I don't know, but he's, he does, he looks fit. He looks ready to go. So that was, I thought that was really encouraging. Uh, do you, do you expect him to start at four? I, I, I don't know if I expect as much as I hope that he does. Yeah. Um, just because I really think he could unlock a lot in that offense in a way that Jeremy wouldn't. And I, I just like the idea of Jeremy as like the spark plug off the bench. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I did, I was reading some of Patrick Patterson's comments and you know, he, he's not going to reveal everything, but it definitely seemed like last year was like a really big shock to him. Just, just, it just didn't work out. You know, he came in expecting to be the power forward, starting power forward, and then he gets hurt and it just never really clicked for him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm assuming part of that workout regimen in the off season was like, I'm going to get this starting spot because it seems like it's something he really wants. And I think it makes sense for the team. I don't think that Jeremy and Nerlens is the best pairing, but I don't know if Jeremy and Steven Adams is the best pairing either. So mm-hmm. they'll just have to figure it out. Yeah. And, and if Jeremy can shoot the ball a little bit better, it might be fine. Right. So, but we just, we do know that defensively that will work, you know, yes. like that, like that will be for certain. And that was something the second unit kind of struggled with at times was defending the paint. And it seems if those two guys are together and you know, they're going to mix and match these guys to a degree as well. Like we'll probably still see Patterson and Grant play together some this season. So, and I didn't love that pairing because there was no one to really guard a center, uh, in that unit. So I think New Orleans will help. I think there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching. Uh, I'll be interested to see how the wing rotation works itself out. Uh, I don't know if Andre Robertson's playing or when he will start to play, but I expect uh, Abrinas and Ferguson to kind of be at the start of that line. But then who's next? Is it Nader? Is it TLC? Uh, It doesn't seem like it'll be Diallo. Mostly because when I looked into his face, I was like, that is an 18 year old kid. Like he, he looks so <laughs> young. It's, it's crazy. Um, and then was there yeah. any vibe from TLC? Uh, not really. Yeah. I mean, did you listen to his interview? No. Yeah. I mean, he, it was fine. I don't, I, I, I read nothing from any of it. If you were okay. to, if you were to just go off of how the interviews went, you would think that Abdel Nader is very important to this team because of the way that people mentioned him and he went like third or fourth. Really? So I don't think what that means going on again with our Abdel Nader qualifiers. I don't think it really means anything, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know because he apparently could shoot the ball a little bit. He's got pretty good size. Um, we're probably just talking way too much about him. Uh, oh, media day moment. I don't know if you heard about this, but, 
Barry Trammell was asking Tyler Davis, the two-way center, a question as if he was Hamadou Diallo. <laughs> I, was sitting, I was sitting next to him, and I was like, Barry, Barry, Barry. No, 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 no. I said, that is not Hamadou Diallo. And he looked over me and he goes, you can, you can go listen to it. He said, what? What? I said, that's, that's Tyler Davis. He goes, oh, Tyler Davis. And then he just like pulls some question right out of his butt. That's Tyler Davis because he felt bad. And then it's that awkward moment where no one really cares to ask Tyler Davis anything. Right. And the player on the podium has to say, come on, guys, you got to have something for me. And it's just like, oh, um, no, sorry. I, you're not playing this year. <laughs> we, so they make every single player has to have his own so like, section. So everybody that has a guaranteed contract, even two way, went to the podium. And they in the past, in the past, they had brought up the like camp signees. They praise God, they did not do that on Monday because <laughs> it is terribly awkward. Like Bryce Alford, you can ask him questions about like you and Russell both went to UCLA. You guys play together in the summer. What's that like? Like that's the kind of question that you get. And it's like, no one really cares. Like no one, no one really wants to hear that answer, but you just feel bad not asking those dudes anything. Um, KJ McDaniels is on, is on the, uh, the roster though, which is interesting. Was he, was he there? Yeah. Yeah. He was oh. there. Yeah. Did you, did you ask him about <clears throat> the Scotty Pippen comparison? <laughs> I wanted to be like, hey, did you hear that you were once compared to Scottie Pippen and now you're completely struggling to make an NBA roster? Have you heard about that? (laughs) (laughs) No, but he... So I guess there's these new Exhibit 10 contracts. Have you heard about this? I have not. So I read about it this morning. Bobby Marks wrote about it. And so the way that it works is that these players that are... These camp invites are called Exhibit 10 contracts. And if they, if all these guys sign with the Oklahoma City Blue and stay on for 60 days, they get $50,000 bonus. That doesn't count against the Thunder salary cap. And so it's a way to keep these guys on your team without impacting your cap or anything like that. Uh, but you, huh. ha- you have to have a G League affiliate for it to count. So like Denver doesn't have a G League affiliate, so they can't do that. And the Pelicans don't have one. And so they they had to sign their guys to $50,000 guaranteed to kind of do something similar. But it will count against their cap. So um, so it's just an, it's basically an incentive to have a G League team. It's one. Yeah, I think it's one of the incentives to have a G League team. And it's just a way to hang on to these guys that doesn't impact your NBA team's money at all. And KJ McDaniels is just a training camp invite. Yeah, he's an Exhibit 10 contract guy. Okay. Yeah. So after they waive these guys, if they go sign with the Blue and then play for them for two months, then they get that player gets $50,000 and the Thunder kind of have a little bit of control over them. But not, I mean, not a ton, but at least a little bit. Man, that's another one of the process Sixers. Yeah. We're up to three now. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of weird. But pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, um okay do you want to do anything else from thunder media day no not especially i you know i what w- uh, we're about to reveal what we are doing this week but as i was going through you know i was reading a bunch of articles about okc thunder media day i, I couldn't really find any good tidbits yeah. there just wasn't a lot there <laughs> uh before we get to our next segment i want to tell you about our new sponsor 
which is not really a new sponsor, but it is. It's the mule. Alex, the mule is back. Have you been to the mule, Alex? Uh, yeah, I try to go every time I come home for Christmas. Why? Why would you do that? What do you mean? Why would you go there? What, what, what are you going oh, there oh, for? Oh. Yeah. Well, this, this is an have, ad. Okay, just stay with me. <laughs> they have delicious French fries. They some of my favorite oh, French fries. Yes, in Oklahoma City. I think they're beer battered. They got that. They are. They got that crisp to them. You know, they're specially seasoned. They're just good. You have to try them. You now I am uh, lactose intolerant, so I can't do a lot of their grilled cheese. But they have a delicious uh, turkey with avocado sandwich that Ooh. I get every time I go. Yeah. So this is a gourmet grilled cheese restaurant i'm sure some of you guys have already heard of this place but if you haven't if by chance you live in or near oklahoma city and you haven't heard of the mule you have to go i think one of their staples if you're looking for some kind of comfort food is their macaroni pony it has macaroni and cheese and pulled pork on the sandwich and it's it's unreal it's so good it has barbecue sauce dribbled drizzled on it Dude, it's so good. And so you can get their French fries. You can get their onion rings. But they also always have a seasonal side. And it always sounds a little bit different. But guaranteed, it's delicious. I've yet to have anything at the Mule that I haven't thought, wow, this is unbelievable. So also the BCLT, it's like their version of a BLT, but it has cheese on it. It's an amazing sandwich. More of a, a lighter feel to it. So... Uh, you've got to go check out the mule. You can visit them, their website, themuleokc.com. You can follow them on social media at the mule, OKC, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they're worth a follow. And it's definitely worth your time to go to the mule, support the people that support down to dunk and eat at the mule. Also a great place to uh, watch a game. They've got a great bar. They do have a good bar and their drink yeah. selection's great, man. They're just great. It's just a great restaurant. If you haven't been, you're crazy. <laughs> just throw that out there <laughs> sounds like a threat <laughs> uh okay what's what's on our agenda alex all right so media day has come and gone for all 30 teams in the nba um it's very hard for the average nba fan to keep up with all the happenings around media day there's all these these tidbits all these stories that fall through the cracks so last night don't know why i decided to do this <laughs> I went, I Googled every single team's media day in search of the most important tidbit, the most important story of each team's media day. And I'm here to bring it to you. Now, as we just discussed with OKC, sometimes media days are pretty boring and not a lot happens. So I'm giving myself like a 30 second time limit on some of these, but if Andrew wants to stop me, he can stop me and we can discuss because some of these teams actually did have interesting stuff happen at their media day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, 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 I thought of something else, the Thunder Thunder media day that happened before we get into this. Did you hear Stephen Adams call Patrick Patterson a wanker? I didn't hear that, but I did hear him say, go watch a movie, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patterson, I was actually standing in the doorway with Patrick Patterson and Patterson was like trying to get Adam's attention this whole time because somebody asked him who should be the starting four next to you. And he, Adam's like gave a really long answer that meant nothing. And Patterson's just like trying to get his attention. And then he saw him and called him a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all. Um, okay. So we're, I'm going to start. We're, I'm doing all 30 teams. Ooh. We're all 29 now. Okay. 
But it's just, this is like a lightning round. This is media day lightning round. So if, if you hear something that you want to stop and talk about, we can do that. But most of these are going to be like, all right, next one. <laughs> okay. Okay. So first one, and I'm going, I'm going to start with the Eastern Conference and Western Conference alphabetical. The, or no, I'm doing by division. Okay. The story of the Atlanta Hawks media day was the reason Vince Carter is in Atlanta. Now, this was interesting to me. This comes from an article on Peachtree Hoops. You know, a lot of people were trying to make sense of the Vince Carter signing. Super young team. Atlanta signs his 41-year-old to a one-year veterans minimum. Well, Andrew, on media day, quote, answers arrived quickly as Carter was transparent with his motivations behind the move to Atlanta. An aspiring broadcaster, he's made the rounds on ESPN, Fox Sports, and NBA TV, the last of which has their home studio mere blocks from State Farm Arena. Playing out what is almost certainly his final year in the league with the Hawks will afford Carter many opportunities to do segments with Grant Hill, one of the team's minority owners and a close Carter confidant, as well as the rest of the NBA TV family. (laughs) So basically, (laughs) Vince Carter is going to be making $2.3 million per year or this year as a veteran. And he just did this brilliant move where he essentially gets to intern at NBA TV for an entire year while pretending that he's going to be an NBA player. He's very smart. The Hawks got got. They did. And <laughs> and this guy writing the article was like, well, if Carter's sole focus was his television career, he could have called it quits after his 20 season and written his ticket to any network in the country. But it's like no first year guy is going to be making 2.3 million at nba tv right so vince carter is brilliant uh he's basically doing a one-year internship at nba tv and that was the story of the hawks media day yeah he he gets to work out and wear a nice uniform and then get to go (laughs) be on tv like that's (laughs) yes that's amazing good okay (laughs) next for vince charlotte hornets the story of hornets media day was the hornets are practicing with a 12 second shot clock oh isn't that interesting they're trying to increase their pace <laughs> is it uh borrego is that his name the uh coach? yes yeah yes and uh this is from at the hive they said listen to this quote Ooh, marvin williams has found it interesting and fun stating that in most <laughs> cases they were literally running up and down the court <laughs> <laughs> so basketball no way that's what's going on at the Hornets. They're practicing with the 12 second shot clock. Now, I actually looked it up. They were like ninth in pace last year. They were actually weren't like one of the slower teams. Mm-hmm. But good for them. That sounds like a fun little game to play. I mean, you have to, if you're the Hornets and you have no way to really improve your roster, you, you got to do something. You got to get gimmicky. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to see actually who starts for them because their coach said that only Kemba is guaranteed a starting spot. Huh. And apparently Jeremy Lamb is very interested in starting, as is Malik Monk. He literally gets confused. <laughs> every time you guys play that on the fry pod, yeah. I'm surprised every time how long he pauses. Oh, it sounds like I took... like It sounds three, like you cut it off. Yeah, it sounds like there's three things that I took and smashed them together, kind of, and just did a really bad job doing it. But no, yeah. that's him just talking to himself in his car <laughs> on Instagram. That's what that is. <laughs> um, all right. Next, the Washington Wizards. The story of the Wizards media day was Scott Brooks wanting everyone to yell at Otto Porter Jr. when he doesn't shoot. Oh, so he said, uh, 
I know you guys aren't trying to do me any favors here, but if you guys could do me one favor, just yell at Otto every time he doesn't shoot the ball. Just scream at him. Ask him questions about that every time. Otto, why don't you shoot? He needs to shoot the ball. He passes up three or four shots a game. He passes up threes. I tell him he's green. I can't make it any greener for him. It's green. Shoot. Shoot the ball every time you get an open shot. Do not hesitate. (laughs) I just thought that it was funny because Otto Porter is seen, like, especially with – a lot of these advanced stats, he always shows up super well. Yeah. And part of it is because he doesn't shoot. So he's super efficient. So I think what Brooks doesn't realize is if Otto shoots more, his efficiencies might go down. Then the algorithms aren't going to like him as much. Andrew. (laughs) Otto Porter is super interesting. I think he's, I think he's really good. Uh, he could be, but he has to be more aggressive. A little teaser from this research that Michele Barra did that we put on the OKC Dream Team. If you if you have interest in hearing more about this, we analyzed uh, Russell Westbrook's passing and if he is an accurate passer. We did a podcast on it and released some of Michele's research. He also went over uh, John Wall and his passing. And on good passes thrown by John Wall to Otto Porter from three, Otto Porter shot 57.6% from three on good passes. Otto Porter has crazy stats. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, to compare him, Bradley Beal was 44%, which is still wow. obviously great, but I mean, 13% higher Yeah, on the, on the same amount of attempts. Well, I'm, I'm worried that now that Dwight's there, the chances of him like breaking out are even less because Dwight's going to command some possessions on his own. Well, Dwight's, Good news, Dwight's already dealing with back issues. Did you hear that? Yeah, from flying too much. That's what it said. <laughs> he's about to start an NBA season. Dude, he's got to get off those planes. Man, there's been a lot of people talking themselves into Dwight this summer. There's, there's been a lot of people that are fig- feel like are in the right camp, just kind of just being like, man, what are the Wizards doing? I, I gets pretty desperate. It's really kind of a, a not a great signing. And some people are like, you know, it was, it's the best they could do. Like, what else are they supposed to do? Right. It's a great, uh, you don't sign here's here's an option don't sign him like don't do it yeah i i want to buy in i really do but we have so much history with dwight now and maybe it works for a year and then it gets bad but he would have to become a different person because yeah. everywhere he's left it hasn't been a, a good exit right yeah um okay next one. Ooh, this is a spicy one the miami heat the story of Heat Media Day, well, it was in part that Dion is very large now, <laughs> which we can talk about. He is, yeah. The other is that the Heat are aggressively pursuing Jimmy Butler, which I think makes sense for a couple reasons. One, as we'll talk about with Minnesota, it's an East team, so it doesn't hurt Minnesota's playoff chances. Miami could send a mix of young players and established players, established rotation players. Miami's culture seems like a really good fit for Jimmy Butler. I mean, they've kind of gained this reputation as like a hardworking, no BS franchise. Mm -hmm. They get guys in shape and they reward guys who play hard. Um, Now, I was looking at the Heat subreddit yesterday, and there is a large contingent of Heat fans that do not want to include Josh Richardson in any deal. Yeah. No matter what. So who knows if this happens, but I do think the Heat makes some sense. Oh, I completely agree that that makes sense. I mean, they have all these bloated contracts from a lot of guys that need minutes. You know, most of these guys need minutes. And so 
they don't have enough minutes for them. And they also, they have way too many shooting guards. I mean, you don't want to trade Josh Richardson, but who else are you going to trade? I mean, the wolves would have to just love justice Winslow for it to be a thing. Right. Yeah. But I think you have to include him if you want him. And you may have a chance to keep Jimmy Butler because if you put Jimmy Butler on that team with Goran Dragic and all their other cast of characters, like they make the playoffs and they're probably a top five seed, right? Yeah, I think so. Especially. Yeah. I love their coach. Like I just, they just, they just need a star. I feel like there's the system or the system that has been created in Miami post LeBron has been really good. They just haven't had the star to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And you get to reunite Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler again. Oh, I forgot about that part, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a negative. Uh, now, are you worried about Dion at all? Yeah, I don't think he, you don't you don't look like that and play for the heat. You know, yeah, he's looking a little bloated. He's very bloated. And if he's bloated, I know he's still hurt, but if he's bloated, and he's on a bloated contract. It's a bad deal, but he gets, I mean, he gets all his money. So like, who cares? Like you can be fat, get, <laughs> get your money, Dion. I don't know. All right. Next, uh, the Orlando magic. This one was a tough one to find anything. <laughs> the story of magic media day was that their young core has a new nickname. That's exciting, huh? The victorious B I G, which stands for Bamba, Isaac and Gordon. Oh gosh. Well, that's fun, right? I hate all these like dumb nickname things that are being floated around. We'll talk about oh, the, the Lakers. Yeah, one we're later. getting to the Lakers one, but that's uh, that's not like no one's. It's that's too much to say. Orlando Magic. It's hey, way too much. To it's say. the notorious Big. What is and like? What do you mean? And then you have to explain it to them, and then it's like, oh, like after you get done explaining it, it's just not even worth saying. Yeah, it's very hard to have a nickname for multiple people. Like I think of the biggest ones, you know, like uh, the death lineup or uh five slam a jamma or the fab five. Yeah. Like, it's really hard. There's th- those are very few that survive the test of time. Yeah. And the okay. Orlando magic will not have one. That stands the test of time. <laughs> uh, Boston Celtics story of Celtics media day was that Kyrie wants to stay in Boston. So this was in an interview with NBC Boston. Kyrie explained, it's like, man, if you only knew how special this organization was and how special these guys are in this locker room, even if I had the inclination to test free agency, Boston's going to be like, no, you're coming back. And I'm fine with that. So now all that's left to do is for Boston fans to memorize this quote verbatim and then hold it against him forever when he leaves (laughs) next summer. (laughs) Uh, Kyrie's he's an awesome basketball player but he's a total weirdo so i don't i don't trust him i don't trust anything he says i don't trust him either okay brooklyn nets this will be a quick one story of nets media day ed davis predicted the nets will be top 10 in rebounding Woo! that's bold maybe i didn't care enough to look it up but keep an eye on those bounds all right next yeah, toronto <laughs> toronto raptors oh this is an important one Story of Raptors media day was Kawhi's laugh. Actually, just Kawhi's entire answer to the question, what would you like people to know about you? And I think this is significant because 
I really think Kawhi's people are going to try it and build a personality for him this year. <laughs> we we know that they turned down the Nike shoe deal because they wanted more money, which makes sense because you know Kawhi at his peak, it really is a top five player. Yeah, but without a personality, who's buying his shoes? Right. So I think Kawhi is really going to try this year. The problem is that he's not very good at this, which by the way is okay. You know, Tim Duncan wasn't that interesting either. He didn't move any shoes, but he was still great. Yeah. But they ask him this very easy question, this chance for him to give some personality. They say, what would you like people to know about you? And his first sentence is, uh, I'm a fun guy. I'm a fun guy. And oh. then, uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. <laughs> like, Come on, Kawhi. We know. <laughs> Come on. Anything. Give us something. And then he and then he laughed, which someone last night on Twitter actually found an old clip of him laughing. He, that's how he laughs. Okay, which is a unique way to laugh. I think if I was his his PR people, I think they need to embrace this whole like robot thing and make that his image. Yeah, and just just embrace it. Just go full robot, and because you're not, I just don't see Kawhi becoming like a, a personality face of the league. Even if he, if he, even if he comes all the way back and he ends up being like you know a top three player like he was a couple seasons ago, I just don't see it, man. <laughs> no, he's. I mean, he's not going. It's it's all going to play out on the court. And you're right, he's not going to be able to push products or anything. Like Russell can push anything because he's like, now I do what I want. Why not, dude? That right. is awesome. And even though he's a big butthead to everybody, like he's awesome. Kawhi he can't even answer what he'd want people to know about him. He said, you're going to have to ask me more questions. <laughs> right. Like, it's just like, uh, it's, I, I almost like I've listened to that a ton of times as probably every <laughs> NBA fan has. And I just, I just feel really sorry for him. <laughs> like, like one, you can't answer the simple question. Like, tell us just a little bit about you. Literally like, anything, like anything. Like, what do you like to eat? What, what do you think about Toronto? What do you, what do you, what'd you do growing up? What, what TV shows are you watching? Like anything, like anything to like, I think what they're trying to say is like, let's humanize you a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, they're trying like, to help them. Like, let's connect a little bit. Let's connect you to the fans a little bit. And he's like, I don't know. And maybe that's him. Maybe he's just like, I'm a fun guy and I like basketball. Like maybe that's it. Maybe that's all that's in his head. I mean, that's, I guess that's possible. And then his laugh, I, I guess I grow to enjoy it more and more the, <laughs> the more I hear it because uh, it's pretty great. And I don't know how the Spurs kept that under wraps like for all these years. And he does it. He laughs one time with the Raptors and it's it dominates the Internet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I mean, it, I think it's a funny laugh, but it it would suck to like go online and it's just every article is people making fun of your laugh. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a weird situation. But I, I do think that maybe the best angle for Kawhi is not trying to do anything, but just continuing to be silent and just destroy people on the court, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that worked for him in San Antonio. It might not sell shoes, but like it's it's he can still seem cool. Yes. Yeah. Just don't, just don't talk. Just don't, yeah. don't try to describe yourself to us. <laughs> Kawhi. Uh, okay. Next one, the 76ers. So the story of Sixers media day, 
was Ben Simmons shutting down any talk of him shooting threes. Right. <laughs> so he said his quote was, I'm not going to come in and hit threes this season. That's not what I'm going to do. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's honest. It is. So appreciate the honesty, but you would have hoped that maybe he'd be like, yeah, I've been working on it and, and we'll see what happens. He's just like, nope, not this year. <laughs> Simmons is awesome. I think that dude, he's obviously an awesome basketball player, but I, I think he's great. Uh, he's I'm, great. I'm a big fan of Ben Simmons. All right, another guy you're a big fan of, the New York Knicks. The story of Knicks Media Day was Ennis Cantor's nipples. He said, when I think about the playoffs, my nipples get hard. <laughs> and that was probably the biggest thing to come out of Knicks Media Day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unpo- unpopular opinion. I like Ennis. You know, he's a Thunderman for life, but he is inching closer and closer to Dwight Howard territory for me. I'm yeah. really getting. I'm getting worried about him. He's just getting. Uh, he's getting cornier and cornier. I just uh, don't know, man. It's. It is. It is pretty brutal. Royce asked uh, Stephen Adams on camera about it. Told him about it, and Stephen didn't even laugh. He just looked at him and said, "What a weirdo." <laughs> <laughs> Which I completely agree with that sentiment. Oh, we have a uh, a listener question here. This is from at d simpso eleven. He wants us to do a new segment where we check up on Dion's weight. And I wanted to see, I mean, obviously the, the segments is called D Dion's waiters. Um, and how much do you think Dion weighs currently? Do you have it? Do you have the number? I don't have the number. Uh, we're just, we're just guessing off of, Um, off of a, a photo of his face. I would guess I have no reference, but I would guess two eleven. Yeah. Is that, does that sound? Yeah. Two fifteen, maybe. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> my son is walking in here. I don't know what he's doing. Um, okay, all right. Okay, next Move one. On. Chicago Bulls. The story of Bulls Media Day was Lowry Markinen has gained seventeen pounds of muscle. Whoa! I think that wins Muscle Watch for this summer. He now weighs two hundred and forty pounds. Whoa! It's probably good for him because he's you know going to be playing at center. I have a bold prediction, Andrew. Lowry Markinen is not going to be an all-star, but he will be mentioned in Zach Lowe's annual all-star selection column. (laughs) Okay. So I I didn't want to go all the way to saying he could be an all-star. That was what I originally said. And then I went and looked at the East. I was like, Oh, there's no one in the East. He might actually have a shot, but he, he probably doesn't, but he's going to get mentioned. Okay. People love him. You know me. Yeah, we do. Everybody just thinks he's the greatest. He's going to, He's going to be a, uh, the fantasy guy who goes like three rounds too early. Oh, yeah. What were, I don't even know his raw stats from last season. Do you know them off the top of your head? <laughs> if you do, I'll uh, be amazed. I know it was 15, and I want to say like 15 and 7. Let's see how right you are. I pulled that. Wow. That's pretty impressive. 15 and 7. Woo! One assist, half a block, half a steal, 36% from three on almost six attempts. That's pretty good for a rookie. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Um, Sold. All right, next one. Milwaukee Bucks. Story of Bucks Media Day was Giannis worked out with Kobe, and he said that he showed up three hours early because he didn't want, or he wanted to show Kobe that he wasn't messing around, which I thought that was a little excessive, but that's cool that he's working out with Kobe. I feel like Giannis (laughs) is going to have a massive year. I think so, too. Is, is working with Kobe the right move? That's my question. Yes. Okay. We All need right. another Kobe in the league. Okay. 
I'll, um, I'll take it. Three hours. That's excessive. Yeah, he's just sitting there. <laughs> he's kind of messing around a little bit. <laughs> you have three hours uh, to kill. You have to mess around. Detroit Pistons. Story of Pistons media days. Andre Drummond is going to shoot threes this year. Oh, Lord. So Drummond said he's been shooting 1,000 threes a day, and he's making about 40% in team workouts. Now, this is one of those things. This is one of those dumb things that I will internalize, and I will then take him way too high in fantasy. Because if you if Andre Drummond shot threes, he's already like one of the best rebounders. Yeah. He gets you good blocks. He's going to have a great field goal percentage. He improved his free throw percentage. Keep an eye out for this guy. That's a killer fantasy player. It really is. Killer fantasy player. Um, next, Indiana Pacers. The story of Pacers Media Day was Oladipo's pregame ritual. The night before every game, Victor Oladipo watches one of four movies Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Shrek, or Mulan. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Shrek, or Mulan? Yeah, every, before every single game the night before, he watches one of those movies. Wow. Which one would you choose? If you had to watch one of those tonight, if you were to to, um, to, to bring home a uh, blockbuster DVD mm, to your wife, which would it, which one would it be? Uh, I'd go, I'd go home alone. It's a great movie. It's very rewatchable. Oh yeah. It's great. Uh, don't sleep on Mulan. Well, I was Just actually saying. thinking of Mulan because if you watch something again and again, it's probably going to be the songs that, you know, keep you back in. Oh Yeah. And, and Mulan has some good songs. Now, Andrew, I have a bonus for you. Remember your segment, Whose Looks Are You Digging? Oh, yeah. Well, the Pacers, I really like the current version of Tyreek Evans. Oh, I need to look this up. You got to look at what he looks like. He's He's got a great beard. He, he grew it out. He grew out his hair on top a little bit longer. He has this very well-shaped beard, which works well because he ha- kind of has like a very square face. I'm digging his look, Andrew. I need to look this up. I'm currently holding um, my, my smallest child right now, just so you're aware. Okay, last <laughs> one for the Eastern Conference. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Story of Cavs Media Day was Teron Lou's inspirational quote about the upcoming season. He said, it's not about wins and losses. It's about wins and lessons. Oh, boy. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> oh, that was, I really liked that. Oh, yeah. Ty- Tyreek does look cool. He, he looks way cool. Uh, there was something. Hold on. I need to look this up because there was another pretty good quote from uh, from Abdul Nader on Media Day. God, you're really pushing this Abdul Nader guy. <laughs> I know. I think it's all coming from you. <laughs> Maybe it is. He said, OK, he said this is his line. Compete. Don't compare. That's, oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah, what he you, does. That's a solid one, too. It's a book. Um, all right. So that was Eastern Conference. Western Conference. These ones are a little more serious. There wasn't as much fun stuff, I think, because a lot of these teams are actually good. Uh, okay. The Denver Nuggets. The story of Nuggets Media Day was Trey Lyles is going to play some small forward. Now, why is that weird? Well, Trey Lyles has played zero minutes at small forward over his first three seasons. He technically played small forward in college, but that was because they had Willie Cauley-Stein and Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. It really just highlights how thin they are on the wing. Right. Like after Will Barton, and even Will Barton's not that big. Like there's not a lot there. 
Yeah, it, it, that's going to be an issue. It says nothing about Trey Lyles. It says right. It just says everything about their roster. Yeah, and I don't. I just don't know how they. I mean, there's so many of these like uh, Trevion Graham or so many of these guys they could have just brought in just to have another body. KJ McDaniel's man, he was available. Yeah. Okay, next one. Portland Trailblazers. Story of Trailblazers media day was CJ McCollum will will not be the lead ball handler on the second unit. Um, now I think this is kind of interesting because, and I think it might make sense if you're trying to figure out how best to use Evan Turner. Yeah. So last year, Turner had the lowest assist percentage NPER of his career, but maybe this is how he could bounce back. Portland has to play him because the roster isn't that deep and he's been at the best during his career when the ball is in his hands. McCollum's a great shooter. He can work off ball. So maybe, maybe that could be a potential way to get some value out of Evan Turner. Yeah. That's kind of how they talked about it when they signed him in 2016 though, too. Yeah. But then they didn't do it. Yeah. I don't know. You want to take the ball out of CJ McCollum's hands to put a, the ball in Evan Turner's hands. I mean, just like say it out loud and then just see how you no, feel. No, don't say it out loud. Don't <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> it doesn't work if you say it out loud. Because okay. it's like CJ's a really good ISO score. Yeah, and, he's great. And I, okay. All right. That just like solidifies I'm pushing the Blazers out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Utah Jazz. The story of Jazz Media today was the Exum factor. Do you think anyone said that before? <laughs> Had to have. Uh, okay. Dennis Lindsay said, I just thought this quote was hilarious. If Dante performs at the same level as he did last year per 36 minutes, if he can maintain that, he can be a factor. So uh, Exum played 14 games last year. So not only <laughs> is he talking about per 36 numbers, but he's talking about per 36 numbers in 14 games. But hey, maybe, maybe. Dante Exum has certainly flashed. Yeah. I mean, I it's it's cool that that they think that, but per thirty six last season, if he did this, this would be crazy. Yeah, fourteen games, seventeen points, six point six assists, four rebounds. Yeah, that'd be one cool. Steal twenty seven percent from three, but still, like he's like that's not happening. I remember <laughs> one time that. I I posted a tweet of uh, Jeremy Lamb's per thirty six minutes and said, I think we might have a clay thompson on our hands oh no <laughs> and, I, and i was being dead serious <laughs> yeah. okay oh, man minnesota timberwolves story of timberwolves media day obviously was the impending jimmy butler trade tibbs met with butler on monday night to try to pitch him on staying again butler reiterated he has no plans to play for the timberwolves again and yet from the espn article it says still one league source told espn on monday night that thibodeau is quote isn't giving up so good for Tibbs. I think there's only one way this ends, Andrew, and it's with the Wolves making a stay competitive now move. Yeah. So yeah. that Tibbs can try and make the playoffs and salvage his job. I also think it's going to be an East team. This is like the one time where I actually get not wanting to trade someone within your own conference because they really are on the borderline where if they did bring in some rotation players, they're still going to be fighting for a playoff spot in the mm-hmm. West. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to me. And that's why I keep coming back to Miami. Like Miami has all these dudes that Minnesota could just plug and play that are good NBA rotation players. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if that's the best decision for the Wolves long term, but I think that's what Tibbs is going to do because he's their coach and GM. What if you trade Wiggins to Miami? Yeah, I'd be down with that. I feel like they're the one team that could uh, extract value out of him. Yeah. 
And also, I mean, it's not like they're really going anywhere anyways. Like if you can get a guy, um, my podcasting studio is out of control now. I've got my dog trapped in the room. I'm holding a baby. Okay, keep talking. Hey, my dog's trapped in here too. Keep okay. talking. <laughs> Golden State Warriors. Story of Warriors Me Today was KD being non-committal on next year. KD said, I could have easily signed a long-term deal, but I just wanted to take it season by season and see where it takes me. And I think this year is going to be a fun, exciting year for us all. I'm looking forward to just focusing on that, and we'll see what happens after the year. So well, just some more breadcrumbs for us. Just prepare, Warriors fans. <laughs> now, the real story of Warriors Me Today is that DeMarcus Cousins is farther along on his rehab than people thought, which of course he is. He's probably going to be playing in, with, by December, and he'll probably be great. All right. Uh, next question. Moving on. Our next team. Phoenix Suns. <laughs> the story of Suns Media Day was the Suns still don't have a point guard. <laughs> this seems to be like... <laughs> the, I was reading... I was on Bright Side of the Sun and just reading fan comments, and it's it's definitely like a big topic among them, and yeah. they're trying... Like, some people are, are not worried about it. It's like, ah, we'll get some eventually. There was a guy trying to make the case for Josh Jackson to be their starting point guard. Uh, I, I don't know. It, se- it seems like it's a big deal. <laughs> there was a guy doing this thing on this blog. Yeah. yeah. So oh. I, I think I think Suns fans are like excited about their team overall, but in yeah. the back of their head, they're like, "Yeah, we we really should get a point guard, right?" <laughs> yeah, they they just need to tank and get more talent, and then just go s- try to sign a point guard next summer. I mean, just don't even worry about it. Just be terrible. Yeah, I mean that would make the most sense, but they are trying to get Patrick Beverly, which makes sense in terms of like fitting in with Devin Booker and everything. But yeah, yeah. Okay, the fun one, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, There were a bunch of stories from Lakers Media Day. I would say the one for me was LeBron's new nickname for Lance, JaVale, Michael Beasley, and Rondo, which is MUD, which he says stands for misunderstood, underappreciated, and determined, which it's it's like calling someone ugly and them overhearing (laughs) you. And then you're like, no, 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 no. That's a nickname. That uh, that's uh, unique, uh, generous, loyal, and um, and youngish. Yeah, you're ugly, man. But it's you. You get it. <laughs> oh, I, it's I think so that's bad. A terrible. That's like such a backhanded oh, <laughs> nickname. It, it yeah, and it's uh, it's it's awful. It's and yeah, it it makes those guys make way less sense for that team right, after yeah. you hear that. You're like, oh no, you have to make up a weird nickname for them. <laughs> um, and then the other big news for me was that Rondo's going to start while Lonzo recovers. Now Lonzo has been 100 percent cleared for basketball activities, so he could be playing theoretically he probably has to work back into the game shape but what's more interesting for me is like once lonzo is in game shape what happens then yeah Are, is rondo going to be the starting point guard for the lakers for the entire year because that seems crazy but maybe uh i don't i have no clue what to think about this lakers team and what they look like in the regular season I just have no idea i don't know where i mean you surely should just be playing the young guys with lebron all season and see what you got and build up their trade value. But then you like, why would you bring all these other guys in? I have no idea. I'm, I don't know. I'm intrigued. Um, I'm intrigued. Are we have a few more Los Angeles Clippers? The story of Clippers media day was that they have a new nickname. Say goodbye to lob city. Lob city is over. Welcome to clamp city. Clamp city. Uh, clamp. That's what, uh, 
Patrick Beverly has named them. Oh, that's, that's uh, that is sad. That's something <laughs> that we won't say ever again. <laughs> yeah. Um, sounds like a really bad business idea. <laughs> Clamp City. Okay, Sacramento Kings. Story of Clip. Uh, the Kings Media Day was the report that the Kings wanted to be involved as a third team in a Jimmy Butler trade. Makes some sense because the Kings have they have cap space. They don't have their 2019 draft pick. It's potentially smart. We'll see. Depends what comes back. I, I don't know if they'll get a. It, I guess I guess it depends how much they take back. But maybe they could get like a late first rounder for next year, which would be good for them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting that it like came out in the media. Right. They're like, we figured something out. <laughs> yeah. We could take money and get a pick. Like they were they, doing the math. They had just. <laughs> somebody what, call Woj. Somebody call Woj. <laughs> we figured out this thing we can do. Um, all right. Memphis Grizzlies were on the last division. Okay. Story of Grizzlies Media Day was that there are no health restrictions for Mike Conley or Chandler Parsons. Oh, Everyone's wow. excited. They're both healthy. Mike Conley's looking cool, too. I like his new look as well. Um, but yeah, Chandler Parsons and Mike Conley, both healthy, no restrictions, going into training camp. I feel like that's a pretty big deal for the Grizzlies. Yeah. Also, just really setting them up for when everybody does get hurt. (laughs) Yes, that's also true. Kind of sad. Okay. The San Antonio Spurs, the story of Spurs media day was nothing. I could not find one interesting (laughs) tidbit. I scoured their blogs looking for anything to tell you about Spurs media day. There was nothing. That's just how they want it. That's just how they want it. I guess it is because I, I literally not one thing was interesting. <laughs> okay. Dallas Mavericks. The story of Mavericks media day is that Dirk will be coming off the bench, which seems like a you know a relatively big deal. He has started all but eight of his four, over 1400 games with the Mavs. Oh, wow. So he'll be coming off the bench this year. It's obviously a big transition for him. Houston Rockets. Story of Rockets media day was that there was no who me. Instead of asking who me, Mello said, me is who <laughs> Mello said all the questions of coming off the bench. I don't want to answer those questions at the end of the day, whatever I have to do to help this team win a championship. That's what's going to be done, which is would have been great. He could he should have said that last year. That would have been really cool of him to say last year. <laughs> me is who <laughs> me is who. Yeah, he said that <laughs> instead this season, the, the Thunder are like, yeah, it, it didn't work. <laughs> Now, a little side note on the Rockets. Andrew, I'm legitimately terrified that Houston is going to get Jimmy Butler. Yeah. What are the, what's the trade? The trade, and this, is, this would be such a Tibbs trade, would be Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's enough for Tibbs. Who plays, at the four, the, who plays at the four then for them? For who? For the Rockets. Oh, Mr. Uh, Mia's who? Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, great. That's awesome. Good for good for everyone in the NBA. <laughs> um, all right, last one. I, am Pelicans. I wrong to think that it might be better for the Rockets to have Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker? No, I don't think you're wrong. And in fact, uh, reading some of their fans on their, the subreddit, they were saying that as well. They're like, "We actually need depth. Like, it'd be cool to have Jimmy Butler, but like, I don't know if that's a great idea." Like Butler's not the greatest three point shooter. He likes to have the ball in his hands. He's a great defender. Like, I think it makes their defense. I well, I don't know if it makes their defense better because then you have to play Melo thirty plus minutes a game. Yeah, but yeah, I think their true. defense. I think their defense would still be very, very good. 
I'll, I'll just say that. But I mean, maybe it does raise their ceiling, but Jimmy Butler is also a guy that gets hurt a lot. So you have him and Chris Paul who probably won't play more than 70 games next year. I don't know. Right. I, 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 and Eric Gordon was awesome last year for them and he can really shoot it. So it's all true. It's all true. And he doesn't really need the ball, but he can handle the ball and he will come off the bench. He'll play whatever role you want him to play. Like, and we saw last season with the thunder, like that's, that holds value. Like guys that will do what you want them to do. That holds value to your team. And especially if they're as talented as Eric Gordon, I don't know. I'm, I think, I think Jimmy Butler does make them better. I'll say that, but how much better? I don't know. Yeah, they they would become super thin, like one major injury, and they're done. Yeah. Um, all right, last one: New Orleans Pelicans. Story of Pelicans Media Day. Not much, so I put uh, that you know Anthony Davis signing with Clutch Sports. You know, reading the tea leaves. Yeah. It seems like a significant move. Who knows if it actually ends up meaning anything? But right. he'll he'll be eligible for his extension next year, right? Next. Yes, I believe that's right. So that obviously is going to be a bigger and bigger story, especially if the Pelicans don't do well this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was your recap of Media Day. One last thing was that our most memorable Thunder Moment tournament has gotten down to its final four. The Ooh, final yeah. four will be played this weekend on a Saturday, Sunday, and then of course the championship game has to be on a Monday. So the two matchups are going to be July fourth, twenty sixteen. Versus 2012 Oklahoma City Spurs game six. Then on the other side of the bracket, Russ wins MVP versus the end of the 2010 LA series. I think you can see where this is headed. (laughs) Russ versus KD. Yes. So that will be next Monday. Okay. Stay tuned. And hey, it possibly could be very cathartic, you know? It could be. It could be real real sad or cathartic. Uh, If you guys could... Follow Alex on Twitter at AlBabyCakes and thank him for all the work that he's put in for that project that we did over the past month um, and then also the uh, the media day work that he put in so you guys could have a good show today. Uh, that would be great. Uh, you can follow our podcast at Down to Dunk. Follow me. I'm a, I'm a crying baby at Andrew K. Schlecht. Uh, go to the mule or else my son is just going to cry more. Uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. We'll talk to you guys again on Friday.